0: Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. To Try and bribe the kids a little bit this morning. If it's your first time here, you'll know this is, I I do it uh, every year. If it's your fifth time, then what we're going to do, we're going to give a prize to the best behaved child. And um, uh, both boy and girl, or it may be two boys or two girls, just depending on who it is. But I've got some people on the lookout for me who are going to help me with that, and uh, so we just want to make sure kids, you know, laugh at all the right places, okay, yeah, is that okay, and uh, you know, sit up straight and quiet and make your your school and you know, your teachers proud, and adults, you might want to follow suit as well, uh, laugh at all the right places and uh, you know, sit up and you know, pull your stomachs in and you know, anyway, there we are, so we're just going to have a few minutes uh, together I know you find it hard to believe, but I'm often misunderstood. (laughs) I really am. You might be like like one of those people as well, who people just misunderstand you. You know, they say you should take people at, at face value, and that's true, but sometimes face value doesn't really help you, because what you see on the outside isn't necessarily what's happening on the inside. And so I'm often misunderstood by the way that I am. I've been called. I've been called rich. I, I, I had a business for a number of years, and so you know, we, we, we I, I believe God blessed us, uh, my wife and I, with this business, and we was able to literally give thousands and thousands of pounds away to lots of very, very needy causes. But all people saw was the fact that I was a business owner. I was misunderstood. I was misunderstood because of how I hold myself and, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably, um, you know, quite loud in, so, in certain contexts and, 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 and fairly confident whether I'm w- with someone of, of, of lowly means or with those who have a lot. And so people have often called me arrogant. I know you find that hard to believe, some of you looking on at me, but that's what I've been said. And I want to tell you today, I'm misunderstood. It's also interesting that then, when I came into this real call of ministry, I've had people who've actually said to me, um, Are you perfect? Now I think that's because they obviously see this halo shining over my head. You know what i Can you can you all see it? Wave at me if you can see it. You know, uh, some people even say to me, "Do I have a hotline to to Jesus direct?" As though there's something really perfect about my life. But I'm often I want to tell you that is definitely misunderstood. Because if you cut me up in the car, <laughs> what I'm saying is we get it wrong misunderstood. You know what? I know there's been literally hundreds of people who've passed through these doors like you today who have misunderstood our message. And what I want to try and help you just in a few minutes is to make a little more sense of this Christian message, of this Christmas message. Because I think Jesus has been very, very, Misunderstood. So, my thought around today, my musings of today, around the question, who am I? I'm not talking about who are you, I'll come to that at the end, but who is this Jesus? Who am I? Who am I? It's interesting that Jesus asked this question to one of his closest associates. We see in Matthew in chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus came to this town. And he said to his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Who are people saying, I am? Who am I? Who am I? Now, today you might not even have thought, given that a question, you know, that question a thought, but I want to encourage you to do so. In these very, very difficult, testing times, challenging times that we find, ourselves in, both locally, nationally, and internationally. The world is changing very, very fast. Someone described it as, it seems like it's spinning out of control. And I think we would do well to ask ourselves this question, even if you are to then dismiss it. But certainly to ask yourself the question, both young and old, who is this Jesus who am I? Because I think Jesus has significantly been misunderstood. You see, some people have said he was just a good man. Some people have said he's a teacher. But this is what it describes him in the uh, Christmas story in Luke in chapter 2. And I'm just going to read three verses together. It says there were shepherds and they were living out in the fields nearby. And they were keeping over the flocks at night. They were keeping a look on the shepherds. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And these shepherds were really, really terrified, which you would be, wouldn't you? Give me a wave if you'd be terrified. You're minding your own business, doing your work, and then this angelic host come to you. You're terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, which was Bethlehem, this is what he describes him as. Who am I? The Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah and he is yeah. the Lord. Yeah. We see in this passage three descriptions of Jesus. Saviour, Messiah and Lord. And this is what the angel was Describing This is what heaven was describing as this baby came to earth. It wasn't just a special baby, although Jesus was special. It was more than just his specialness. The fact that he came as the Savior, as the Messiah, as the Lord of all. This is what heaven was saying had come into the world. But if you were to ask yourself the question... And describe jesus i wonder what you would say well you may say we have a baby was born in a manger true some people here may say and i've heard it said that jesus was divisive because he separated opinion some people say he was religious some would even say he's cruel because of the suffering of that loved one you lost to cancer and the way that they died and the blame automatically comes on jesus Others have said, have described Jesus as being arrogant because he announced confidently and yet gently to the people who heard him, he said, Come, follow me. It's interesting that the great C.S. Lewis, English writer, he said in a great quote, which I'm not going to give all of it to you, but in essence he was saying, that either jesus was a madman or a lunatic or else he was the son of god there is no other options he didn't leave it to just say he was a good moral teacher no he was either he was either a lunatic that came from hell itself or he was and is the son of god I want to tell you today and confidently announce to you whether my message is misunderstood or not. Jesus, yes, he was born as a baby. Yes, we sung nice carols. Yes, we enjoy all the glitz of Christmas. But the purpose that Jesus came into the world was to be the saviour of the world, was to be the messiah of the world, to announce good news to the world, and he is the Lord of all. And so when we sing Fall on Our Knees, we literally do that in this church, not Literally, but just there's been our hearts that have been opened to this love and this saviour. It's real. It's in our hearts. So that is who he is. But another question that I have to ask myself is what is he known for? What is he known for? You know. People might have an understanding of me, but what am I known for? You know, some people say about Jesus that he was a social reformer. He was. And of course, we have a group of people who are positioned in the community to bring reform. I love the fact that we are able to be part of that, as well as Arena Church bringing reform to the social dynamics of where we live. Some people would have said that Jesus was a community champion. He championed the community. He championed the needs of those who were lowly. That is exactly the truth. Some people would say that he was a philosopher. This is what he was known for. I've already said, a good teacher. But we miss the point if we miss these two things. Jesus was known for the crib and the cross, the crib and the cross just so happens that God the Father determined that Jesus, His Son, God Himself, would come into this world not in the pomp and ceremony of a kingdom or a political leader or of wealth, but He would come as an ordinary, normal person. Why did He do that? So we could associate with it. Because if He came as a king, I'm not sure that I would be able to identify with that. But He came... In the loneliness yes. of a crib, and I can identify with that. Yes. That is what he was known for. But some people have this image of this little Jesus born in a, in a manger, and how wonderful and precious it is. And that's where it stays. but let me tell you, he grew. The Bible records he grew, he became a man. Right. And his mission for his last three years of his life was to show people how to live. To teach people, to example how we should serve one another. How we should love one another. How we should show forgiveness to one another. How we shouldn't bear grudges. How we need to live this life before God. And then his final act and his final message was to hang upon a cross. Why would he want to do that? Well, it was the only way that man could be reconciled to God the final sacrifice of our sins, all the stuff that we've all done wrong. wrong. I may be a pastor, I may even hold the title of lead pastor, but let me tell you, I've done much wrong. And my sins separated me from God. It's only through Jesus that I can be reconciled Back to God. It's only through Jesus that I can have my sins forgiven. It's only through Jesus that I can live with peace and joy and love in my heart. All the words that we announce at Christmas. This is what he was known for. But some of the things, very quickly, first of all, he was known for his outstanding miracles. He turned water into wine. Some of you say, Will he come around my house? Okay. <laughs> Can I turn the tap on? A nice rosé would suit me fine. (laughs) Turned water into wine. And by the way, it wasn't wine juice. It was wine. It was wine. The second thing, one of the other things, outstanding miracles or outstanding supernatural occurrences, he had the ability to walk on water. You may say, this is crazy stuff. Yeah, he just needed to get somewhere. I've tried it in a swimming pool. I sunk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) His amazing miracles was people who were blind laid his hands on them and they were made well. People who were deaf, people who were lame. People who were bleeding couldn't get any relief. Amazing miracles in the Bible. He did amazing miracles, but I just think there's some other things I just want you to be aware of. What was he known for? Very quickly, he was known for his compassion. Yeah. He was known for his compassion. And that's one of the things that we want to be known for. Yeah. is the compassion of Jesus to this world. People often ask us, why do we do serve days? Why do we do food banks? Why do we do, why do we do, why do we do? Yeah. It's summed up in a word that's misunderstood. Again, it's called love. Yeah. Love isn't necessarily some soft, cuddly kind of thing. Love takes us places where we wouldn't normally want to go. Love causes us to do things that we wouldn't normally in the natural do. We have a compassion for this community. Jesus has a compassion for you. Whether you're rich or poor, whether you're black or white, whether you're male or female, whether you're young or old, he has a compassion, a love for you. That's what he's known for. An acceptance of all. And by the way, can I be bold? We believe that all of us are broken. That's the part of the problem. Everybody thinks they just need to get suited up and then Jesus will accept them. We don't. Jesus accepts us as we are. We're all broken. We're all broken, but we're all beautiful. Because when Jesus looks at us, he doesn't see the sin of our lives. He doesn't see the gross depravity of our lives and what we've done. He sees the love that he has towards us. He sees us what we could be, not what we are. This is the gospel message. This is the message of the gospel. This is the message of Christmas compassion secondly it shows forgiveness because what's the point of extending compassion if then you don't provide a way of back it provides us with a way of forgiveness forgiveness means to say God I've got it wrong I've messed up I've done my own thing I've been pleasing myself and will you please forgive me you know the greatest people thing that people are looking for beyond love is peace You'll never find true peace until you find forgiveness in Jesus. Thirdly, what was he known for? He was known for making everybody, listen to me carefully, all up this way. He was known for making everybody feel like a somebody. Some of you here feel like a Nobody. Because that's what you've been told repeatedly. Some of you are in your 50s. You've raised children. Some of you have got grandchildren. But deep down in your heart, you remember those words that were spoken to you from whoever who said that you are a nobody. The message of Jesus, what is he known for? Yes, he's known for compassion and love. He's known for forgiveness and peace. He was known to make everybody feel like a somebody. That's why he said they said of him and they didn't like him, the religious people, and that's why we don't do religion here at all. That's why I've got my jeans on. As an expression, Phil's got his suited and booted with Councillor Frank Phillips as well, looking as smart as ever. Okay. But I just wanted to express something because I knew that Phil would do that. We are we are we are a church for all people. We want to make everybody feel like they're a somebody. It's not about how you dress, it's what's in your hearts. And this brings real joy. When you feel like you are a somebody, you are liberated, you feel loved and you are free. Some of you so desperately need that. Listen to me. I know you want me over and done with. You want to hear the kids. I understand that. But listen, this message is so crucial because yeah. some of you are searching for liberation, for freedom, for joy, for peace, and it's staring you right in the face. Yeah, it's, it's called Jesus. Jesus. That's why I passionately preach it and will continue to preach it till my dying days. Whether people understand me or misunderstand me, this is the gospel and it is the power of God unto salvation. Lives are changed through Jesus. Let me draw it to a close. Jeffrey Archer, thanks to Phil for sharing this. He'll probably use it in another context, another service. And if you're really wanting to try and understand who he is and what he's done for, I'd encourage you to come again. Keep coming. Test us. Question us. We're not trying to trick you. There's nothing up our sleeve, okay? We're not trying to do any trickery with you. Jeffrey Archer, author and politician, said this. He was born in a barn. His father a carpenter. His mother a decent woman. But they were of no significance And certainly couldn't have afforded to give the boy a private education. And yet as a teenager, he was arguing the toss with the elders and betters in the council chambers. He never got a proper job. Just roamed around the countryside unshaven and living off bread and water and the occasional fish. While offering his opinions to those who cared to listen. He became the manager of a local football team known as the Disciples. Not one of them a star. In fact, the 12th man rather let the side down by accepting a transfer fee of 30 pieces of silver to, pay the, for the, to play for the opposition. The authorities eventually arrested him as a rabble riser, but couldn't decide what to charge him with other than the fact that he claimed he was the son of God. They strung him up with a couple of criminals. And when he finally gave up the ghost, rather than assumed that would be the last they'd heard of him, the disciples were relegated at the end of the season. In fact, the captain claimed on more than one occasion that he'd never met being a member of this team. When he died at the age of 33, there were no obituaries in the local press reporting his achievements, no glossy supplements highlighting his colourful career, no radio programmes, no box, box sets, recordings, any of his miracles. But then he'd never relied on focus groups to advise him on current trends or advertising gurus to spend millions promoting his band or spin doctors to sharpen his image. And he didn't require social media to keep his followers up to date so you could be forgiven for assuming he would be forgotten in a few days. So how can one explain that over 2,000 years later, Jesus Christ is still the best-known celebrity on earth could it be that he just was the son of God as I finish he is not the child in the crib nor is he the man on the cross listen to me kids you've been amazing it's the adults we're having to watch now he is the risen savior God God came to earth in flesh to make a way for every child, woman and man, to be reconciled, have peace with God, and in this world. I want to say to you around those two questions who am I, who is He, and what is He known for? I want to just confidently but humbly announce to you He is. Jesus is the Son of God. Yes, very good. And I believe that as you find and welcome Jesus, yourself this Christmas season, you may or you will begin to find yourself. Two things I want to do. I want to pray for you and then we're going to have the kids come up. But before I pray for you, I want to say to you, some of you are most definitely on a journey. You're trying to figure out what life is, consists of. Is this guy at the front true? Well, we have something called Alpha that we'd like to invite you to. And at the end, there'll be more information around that. And Alpha is a time where you'll have a meal. We'll feed you. We like feeding you here. And it's also a time when you can ask lots of questions and hear more about this Jesus and how he really is changing lives. So we'd like to invite you, everybody, to that occasion. And there'll be more information in a moment. But it may be just some of you are saying, Christian, would you pray for me this morning? I'm in need. And maybe this morning you may say, I'd like to know more about this Jesus. And at the end, we have a gift. And again, there'll be more information around that. For those who want to begin the journey of reading a Bible and knowing more. But I'd just like to pray for you. So I wonder if you'd just bow your heads for a moment. It just helps us to concentrate. There's nothing in the Bible that says we have to do this. But it just helps us. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes.